Okay, so I'm back to my old habit of intermittent podcasting, but it's always great to be back with a new show. I still have a few more to edit from hallway and hotel room discussions at the March 2011 American Glaucoma Society annual meeting, and here is one of those discussions right now. Welcome back to Talking About Glaucoma, the podcast of indeterminate frequency in which I talk with glaucoma colleagues about hot topics in our field. This is episode number 18 for early November 2011. I'm Robert Scherzer, Clinical Associate Professor at the University of British Columbia, Department of Ophthalmology and Visual Sciences, and Director of the West Coast Glaucoma Center in Vancouver, BC, and we're talking about glaucoma. I'm here today talking with Ro Krishna. He's one of the founders of the Eye Handbook, and maybe he could tell the story of the Eye Handbook. Rob, thanks for the invitation to speak with the audience today. I appreciate the opportunity. Um, the Eye Handbook is in the general genre of smartphone application development um, in uh, ophthalmology and elsewhere. The app market is certainly taking off, and we will all he- be hearing quite more about it in the upcoming two years. The smartphone market. If we break down the United States, there is about uh, 250 million mobile phone users in the United States. And of those 250 million mobile phone users, probably about 35 million of them use smartphones currently. That number is expected to rise in the next six months alone to 50 million people. So the amount of, the amount of smartphone penetration is certainly um, increasing in leaps and bounds quarter by quarter. Out of that uh, market share of uh, smartphone use, currently Apple has about a 25% uh, share of that. Google has about 25%, but they're growing quite a bit. And uh, BlackBerry, interestingly, also has a quarter share, but they are decreasing quite a bit. Um, That was to uh, create some type of ophthalmic application that would be free to users with the mission of disseminating knowledge, education across the world for people who don't have access to mobile tools, mobile information, mobile education from the leaders of our field. Um, in that vein, about a couple of years ago, it started as a research idea at University of Missouri, Kansas City. Uh, the idea was to put a vision card, some basic color plates, an OKN drum, and then some basic information about medications available uh, onto a mobile platform, just a very, very basic app. As a lot of people started to download it, mostly residents at the beginning, and then a lot of practicing ophthalmologists and optometrists, the app has taken on a life of its own and expanded quite a bit. Um, currently, there are over uh, 200,000 downloads across the world. There's probably about 15,000 people who use it on a regular basis just off of iTunes. Um, very shortly in the next couple months, certainly by the time you're hearing this podcast, maybe the Android app, market app version will probably be out. Um, we expect that to hopefully double the audience and expand the reach uh, to millions of people eventually across the world, hopefully. Inside the uh, iHandbook, there are many distinct areas. We generally break it down into several main categories, one being education. And under education, we can include such items uh, as movies, lectures, podcasts. In fact, this podcast hopefully will make it to the iHandbook, which will be downloadable. Uh, We also break it down to practice efficiency tools. So being able to look up ICD-9 codes or CPT codes. Uh, Another major category is education. Under the education, you can look up a major topic. Like, let's say you're seeing uh, a new glaucoma patient for the first time. 
you can go into the education section and get a very basic idea of what glaucoma is with the diagram and right from your phone as you're examining the patient in the lane, you can actually get the patient's email address, hit send, and it'll send a little graph with some information and some links to further information uh, about that particular topic, whether that be glaucoma, cataract, retina, what have you. Um, some of the other areas uh, are testing tools uh, that I mentioned earlier. That's another major category inside iHandbook. And we're looking to expand it more and more. How did you uh, fund this? Because it's a free app. I'm assuming some of the content, some people must have to pay to get on there. Is there industry support that way? That's, a, that's an excellent question. At the, at the initiation of this project, as I mentioned, it started as a resident project. There was a very small grant that was given from the university um, to the resident who started the project, Dr. Ken Lord. At that time, he was a resident, now a retina doctor. And with that small grant, we were able to develop a bunch of Excel spreadsheets. And after developing a bunch of Excel spreadsheets, we were able to convert it into a, a mobile phone application uh, where the money that was given by the grant from the university was for the development. So we hired an outside developer to do that. As the app has grown, obviously it's required a lot more funding and therefore we have gone to some industry. Um, and as far as the content goes, people have been extremely generous with a donating of content, whether that be the American Academy of Ophthalmology, um, individual practitioners, a lot of uh, cataracts, glaucoma, retina doctors have contributed a lot of the content. And what we do is we basically, as a team, we take the information given to us and translate that basically into app language, as it were, so it can be put into a mobile interface. We also uh, more recently have added industry support so we can expand the capabilities of the product. Um, some of the very generous companies have been um, AMO, Alcon, BNL, Allergan, and Genentech, to, to name a few. And it seems that here at the American Glaucoma Society annual meeting, you've been going around trying to get more people to contribute more content. And with that, this will just keep on getting stronger and stronger. It's great. It's great work. Thanks for doing this. Thank you. Uh, really appreciate the opportunity to speak to you today. Well, that's our show for today. If you like this podcast, please subscribe to the RSS feed at wholeloterob.com, iTunes, or the iHandbook app for the iPhone or Android device. You can follow me on Twitter, where my handle is Rob Scherzer, for my latest updates, and check out my office website at westcoastglaucoma.com. Feel free to drop me a line at podcast at iGuy.org, that's I-G-U-Y dot O-R-G, and if you have a chance, please rate Talking About Glaucoma on iTunes. Please help detect and treat glaucoma by keeping yourself informed. As a reminder for Canadian ophthalmologists, the updated Royal College Continuing Professional Development Guidelines that changed in the middle of 2011 will help you earn more credits. Now, each podcast episode is worth half a credit in the new Section 2 under Podcasts, regardless of the duration of the podcast. You can also use any podcast to inspire you to learn more about a topic and earn even more CPD credits because personal learning projects are now worth two credits per hour. This means if you spend an hour reading up more about the topic discussed today, then in addition to the half a credit for listening to the podcast, you can claim two more credits as a personal learning project on the subject.